0: Welcome to Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'm so excited to share this story with you today. I'm talking to not one, but two pastors about a really incredible set of life-saving circumstances. Walter Hooker and Andy Kopp from Bellevue Christian Center in Bellevue, Nebraska. Now, after struggling with some health issues for a really long time and praying for a resolution Walter's pleas to God were answered by his own friend and co-pastor, Andy. I won't give it away here because I'm going to let them tell their own story, but it's an amazing testimony to the power of prayer and how God can divinely orchestrate circumstances in our lives for our good. So good to see you. Walter and Andy, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, good to see you. Thank you. So good to be here. Excited yeah. to, to spend some time together.
0: You betcha. Well, I shared in the introduction earlier that uh, you guys work together at the Bellevue Christian Center there in Nebraska, but um, I, I, I want to hear about all the exciting things that are happening there, but what I really want to know first is how you two got together.
1: We actually, as far as relationship goes and friendship goes, that goes back many years to my family moving to Bellevue when I was five years old Uh and beginning to come to the church. And so our families kind of started building a friendship through that. And even as a teenager, uh, Hook, being one of the pastors on staff, would uh, often find me as a kind of snot-nosed, wild junior Mm -hmm. student and kind of corner me and just ask, Uh, how are you doing with God? You know, and, and question like that is amazingly intimidating to a junior (laughs) hire, but but uh, he immediately kind of established himself as somebody who cared. And then a few years after that, we had a chance to go on a mission trip together uh, to Mexico. And and, uh, most recently uh, I came on staff here in Bellevue uh, about five years ago, but then we are on year three of me transitioning in as lead pastor, and uh, that in and of itself was just kind of a interesting transition hook. Yeah. I don't know if you want to speak to that at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. As as Andy said, I've been knowing him since he was around five, and I had a wonderful opportunity uh, as a past friend to watch him grow up. and And then when it came time uh, for our pastor in twenty nineteen to leave. Uh, Andy and I were the two candidates for the job and uh, Andy had been on staff a couple of years. Yeah. And I had been on staff 25 years.
0: Wow. <laughs> so,
2: you know, there's a, a difference. Our, our color is different. Our age is different. And, and it, so being uh, that the board decided that Andy was the candidate uh, for the job. And uh, so Andy became our lead pastor and uh you know in some places it doesn't go well when uh you become the lead pastor and the guy mm-hmm. that you ran against is on staff That's right <laughs> and exactly friction in the church because of the two candidates and uh, we did have some some people in our church who were uh, bothered about the selection yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the rachel issue came out the generational issue came out yeah. but between andy and i there was never any issue Good. Uh, uh, I think uh,
0: you probably arm-wrestled for it, right? <laughs> That's exactly how we say it. <laughs> Let's just go to it. Just, just two men going after it. And, you know, when when uh, when everybody hears the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, I think they will understand how God's sovereignty worked out in, in this whole thing. But we're not going to spill the beans yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you drive into... And you pull up to Bellevue Christian Center. The statement is, and I'm going to read this: "We want you to feel like family." What happened between you two really shows the reality of that statement. You know, you uh, you almost raised this kid, Hook. Can I call you Hook? I I, I just love that. I, I, I think that's so
2: cool, Hook, Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that is so cool. Can you walk us through what happened? Uh, to you with this unexpected medical situation and how you were able to call upon Andy. I mean, now he's your pastor. Yep, He's not that five-year-old kid, he's your pastor and how you had to call upon him in this medical emergency.
2: Well, the way all of this started and came to its current status is uh, in Mm -hmm. the 90s, I was in the military, I served in the military for 15 years in the Air Force. And I had some hip problems and uh, the medical authorities uh, re- uh, referenced that I should use some anti-inflammatories. Well, mm-hmm. we overused them and they affected my kidneys in the 90s. There you go. So from that point on, I was taken off anti-inflammatories and, and told that I had to have a nephrologist check my kidneys out each and every year. So uh, all through the early 2000s, I've done that, and we had a good handle on it. My kidneys were functioning about 60 to 70 percent, which mm-hmm. is more than enough to, to to live a satisfactory life. Well, in December of 2020, I got COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, many of us know this whole idea of COVID and pre-existing conditions. It latched onto my kidneys, and mm-hmm. I had kidney failure immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into the hospital. I was in the hospital for two weeks of December. I missed Christmas with my family. I missed my anniversary. And that was the time where no one could visit you in the hospital. So I was separate from my church and my uh, family uh, during those two weeks. And I began dialysis. So uh, they released me from the hospital January the 1st, uh, 2021. And I was on dialysis three days a week up through the middle of February. And my doctors decided to take me off of dialysis since COVID had left my body to see if my kidneys would rebound, if they would recover. So we did that, I came off of dialysis. And in um, May, they checked me out again and my kidneys were failing me again. So the doctor said that we're gonna have to put you back on dialysis. And that because of your current condition, you qualified to see if you could get on the kidney transplant list. And then I also began sharing with family and friends that I needed a donor. And uh, we all started that in uh, June, June, July of 2021.
0: And the prayer started, didn't they? Yes, the ma'am. prayer started. Okay. You must have, uh, you guys got an exceptional church there for people to start praying and um Uh, What were some of the ways that people showed up for you at this time, Hook?
2: Well, they have been praying for me since December when I got COVID. My my church family, my community uh, here in the Omaha, Bellevue area, uh, they are just uh, so faithful to me and my family. So Mm -hmm. just the fact that I would uh, see people not knowing who they are all across the city, they say, we've been praying for you because their pastor brought it to their church's attention. When I would uh, speak at churches, Uh, They would let me know that they were praying for me. Uh, My church, because I I wasn't able to serve my normal hours because of the uh, dialysis, uh, they just allowed me the time I needed. There was never, ever any pressure on me concerning work and getting my health. They made sure that uh, my wife and I understood that my health was the most important thing. So whatever I needed to do to get healthy and stay healthy, my church family took care of that food. Uh, phone calls, cards, yes. uh, just just the love of the body of Christ uh, was evident uh, every day.
0: So. Yeah, well, the way I look at you two guys, um, I can see a reflection of your congregation in you two. Um, that, and I mean that as a compliment. I've I've sang it lots of different churches. I've been all over this country singing in different places, and the camaraderie that you guys have and the love for Christ, uh, is just, it's just seeping through both of you. And what a, what a wonderful example that you two are. What had to happen for this match to occur? Uh, how do they, what's the process? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big process, isn't it? I mean, what, what was your, what, what was your stance in this? I mean, did you even know that anything was going to, how you were going to be involved
1: when Hook got sick? Um, the The main priority, the big question that everybody mm-hmm. was asking, was just, uh, "How's he going to get through it?" You know. Uh, uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we saw during that time so many people being affected by COVID in in such right. severe ways that uh, the prayers were just, "Okay, God, if you could just get him through," yeah. you know. And and once he was through it, then the questions came of, "Well, what's next? How's he going to recover? What's going on with these kidneys?" And as uh, as hook kind of made us aware of the dialysis situation, but then the potential kidney donation opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, for many of us that, that heard the news, we kind of just thought, well, let's see if I could be a match. I, I don't know what goes into it. I have no idea what's required of me, but mm-hmm. let's just start the process and find out, you know? And so, uh, We kind of, my wife and I decided, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and just kind of fill out the paperwork and, and just do some of the initial things, which were just kind of your normal, basic medical history. You know, what, what's your blood type? What's your, uh, what, what are your, what are your activity levels like? All that kind of stuff, just seeing how healthy you are. And we actually, uh, we didn't know that we were a blood type match. Uh, from the beginning we we were standing in the front <laughs> office just kind of having normal conversation just kind of hanging out and and it came up that we were both o positive so uh, even in our blood type it, it's not particularly common no. to find a ton of no. us out there uh, with this O positive but as soon as we heard it we we both just kind of laughed and looked at yeah. each other like hey, what are the odds of that you know? <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly how long it was from the time we did the initial paperwork until we heard the next thing, but it was, uh, I don't know, maybe a month or so. And, and the hospital reached out and, and said, Hey, we'd like to bring you in for some testing and, and kind of see, uh, see where you land, just kind of keep exploring this. And so my wife and I, again, just kind of said, well, here's another step. Do we want to take it? They, you know, and, and our heart from the beginning was just, if there's an opportunity to help, we want to help. The further we got in, the, the more incredible uh, the story got as far as us being a match. I yeah. mean, it was – there's yeah. tissue type and sizing and uh, just all kinds of things that – things I don't even know how to pronounce. In, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> uh, but on down the list, check after check after check, we were a perfect match uh, for this kidney donation. So that kind of led us to Mm -hmm. where we are now, as Mm -hmm. far as saying yes and and moving forward. So,
0: well, even from, uh, you becoming head pastor and, uh, hook becoming associate, uh, he could have left. He could have, he could have thrown his sucker in the dirt and said, I'm going somewhere else. I'm not even going to be there and missed his opportunity for the perfect donor that is, um, Headline in this church that is so full of love and the love of Jesus. So, when when is your transplant uh, scheduled to happen?
1: So that'll be August fourth is our is our actual surgery date.
0: What are your hopes and uh, and thoughts before this happens?
1: We all deal with the what ifs, you know. There's uh-huh. any big step, whether it's something like this or just just any step of obedience. Right. There's the what if question. What if this doesn't work? What if, uh, what if I mess it up? What if, you know, yeah. And you could play the, the what if game all the way through the process and, and eventually maybe go, well, I, I don't want to be a part of it. But, um, but we just felt from the beginning that if God was, if God was leading us in this thing, if he was opening these doors and creating this match and writing this story that, that even in the what-ifs, even if something goes wrong, even if uh, we both struggle out of this thing or whatever it is, that, that God's aware of that, and he's, he's already been involved. He's already been leading this, and He's going to continue to do that.
0: That's exactly right. And maybe it's just a little bit of, let's don't worry about tomorrow. Let's take care of today and the needs that Hook has right now and uh, keeping him healthy and if you need something later God will take care of that too
1: One of the things that's been so amazing to me through this whole transition has been his character and his his commitment to this church and what God's called him to you know when when we found out when I found out that I was going to be the ne- the next selection the first person that called me to congratulate me and say I'm in your corner. I'm standing beside you was hook. And he's shown that through his actions day in and day out every day since then. And um, I just think, you know, I I always think of guys in the word where it says that to the faithful, he shows himself faithful and hook has just been faithful throughout his life. And God just continues to say, I've got you covered. I'll, I'll take care of the next step. And so I know for me, these last few years, um, I don't think I'd have made it through as a lead pastor <laughs> without hook, uh, being in my corner. So it's just a joy to be a part of this story yeah. and what God's doing through it. So yeah.
2: when you, when you consider, uh, what we've been through, you know, uh, Andy took over in December of 2019, uh, COVID hit in February, March of 2020, uh, and, and, and with that, the closing and the opening of the church, we had we had a lot of people in our church not happy with our decisions to open and close. There were people not happy with our decisions to wear masks and not. It doesn't matter which way you. Choose, mm-hmm. you have unhappy oh. people. Uh, that was in the midst of uh, some of the uh, racial tension in our country. So over the last two years, uh, Andy and I have gone through a lot of stuff in leading our church in the midst of the racial tension in our church, the generational challenges that people have with his age and and where we are, but God has just been so faithful. And we believe, I believe it with everything that's in me, that this situation with my kidneys is God is using it mm-hmm. to bring back the church to, to show that say see you guys thought I was out of control. you guys thought it was a mess. you guys thought that that the devil was messing but I am still in control that's right and that I'm going to get glory out of this and uh, that's right. that is my my hope and as as I go through this part of my journey is that I can be faithful to what God wants to accomplish in it and through it uh you know you talk about the what ifs uh you can't serve god what ifs (laughs) i mean that's 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 just a trap but without it you can't please god so we believe and and i believe with everything that's in us that this is about so much more than a kidney transplant Mm -hmm. it is oh i do too and and we've seen that from people in our church we've seen that from uh people in our church who applied to give a kidney for me, didn't get accepted, but their wife saw their efforts and now she's giving a kidney to someone else in our church.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go.
2: Florida here to go through the process, to give a kidney to me. Andy is already my donor and they decide, yeah, I'm still going to give a kidney to somebody. So God is yes, doing so much more than we mm-hmm. understand or can appreciate it. And we just, we just want to be faithful to what he's called us to.
0: That's right. Oh, you you two are a breath of fresh air. And um, Hook, like you're talking, I mean, all the way through, all those, those scenarios that we've been through as a country, um, God has shown forth his greatness. And um, I'm so, so glad that I got to meet you two today. And I'm glad that our listeners are going to be able to hear your story. You know, uh, every week every episode we ask our guests to um, to read an a day from Jesus listens the devotional and i, I wonder if you one of you might I, i'd like to see an arm wrestle to to see who's going to do this actually um i think hook might beat you andy you think
1: well, since, since i won the first match
0: <laughs> I <didn't> go ahead
1: it would
2: would it be okay if we, if we shared in reading this?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You share in everything else and you're going to share a kidney. So you <laughs> might as well share this, this reading for the listeners out there in Jesus Listens. This is January the 30th.
2: Mighty Jesus, all things are possible with you. These powerful words from scripture light up my mind and encourage my heart. You are training me to live by faith, not by sight. So I refuse to be intimidated by the way things look at this moment. Help me instead to focus primarily on you, trusting in your promises and trying to see things from your perspective.
1: Teach me how to grow closer to you, Lord Jesus. I delight in knowing you as my Savior and my friend, but I want to relate to you also as Almighty God. When you lived as a man in this world, your miraculous signs revealed your glory. I know that you continue to do miracles according to your will and purposes. Please train me to align my will with yours and to watch and hope for you to work in your powerful name. Amen.
0: Amen. And Lord, I just thank you for this procedure to go well for these men. I pray for the doctors. I pray for the technicians. I pray for the hospital, Lord, that everything would go well and um, there not be any rejection, that there be just a smooth sailing for Hook and that Andy would recover well. (laughs) We love you, Father, and thank you for their leadership in the body of Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the episode today. And I, I know people are going to gain from this. And the ripple effect from you giving and receiving, I think will just continue to ripple across this country and the world. Thank you so much. God bless y'all.
1: Thank Amen. you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here.
0: I'm so pleased to share that Andy and Walter's surgery couldn't have gone smoother. The doctor told Walter that Andy's kidney was so perfect that there were no complications. After a few days of walking back and forth in front of each other's hospital rooms and waving, they were both discharged and able to go back to their normal lives. They're now about five weeks post-op, and Walter says he's feeling great, and his numbers look good as well. Walter and Andy would like to thank the doctors and medical team for the impeccable care they received. They're happy to have a chance to rest, recover, and get their strength back and are blown away by how many people have been taking care of them constantly throughout this process. From fixing pipes and bringing meals to devoted prayer for a fast recovery, Their thanks extends even beyond their church family as they've seen a ripple effect of miracles. Several people who got tested to be Walter's donor are now part of an organ exchange and are saving even more lives. Walter said, you preach and read about miracles, but experiencing it yourself is something else entirely. And let me ask you, how good is our God? We're so glad you joined us today for this episode of Jesus Listens, Stories of Prayer. We'll be back soon with another guest and another story. But until then, remember Jesus hears you, he cares for you, and he's just a prayer away. Thank you for honoring us with your time today. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on social
1: media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube, where you'll find
2: the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.